You are listening to the Healthy Leader Podcast with Tracy Fisher, episode number 13. Welcome to the Healthy Leader Podcast, where it's all about optimizing your health, energy, and performance for your mind and your body. And now, your host, Master Coach Tracy Fisher. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Lucky Podcast number 13. I am just delighted that you are here and on this journey with me. I'm excited that so many are listening in and emailing me and letting me know how much you love it. I have wanted to do this podcast for years, really, and I'm extremely encouraged by your responses and am very happy that all of the time and the energy that I'm putting into this really is paying off for you and that you are interested in the information, the material here. So thank you for listening in. And if you haven't already, I would really appreciate it if you would go over to iTunes and give this podcast a review. That would just be amazing. Okay, so today we are talking about failure. Specifically, we're talking about how to fail on purpose or with purpose, how to fail in a way that is insightful (laughs) versus just drudgery. Now there is a lot of talk about how to succeed and there's also talk about how important failures are and how we need to use failure on purpose. But this concept is sometimes useful intellectually. We know that failure has value, but in terms of actually using that concept effectively is a little bit more difficult. It's one thing to know that failures are a part of the process and that it is quite another to fail with insight and to make it meaningful. It can be really difficult to distinguish between fails and feeling like a failure, and that takes practice. So today, I want to give you a precise way, an organized way to think about failing so that, and this is really the bottom line, whether you quote unquote succeed or fail, you can make that outcome meaningful versus meaningless. And what I mean by that is that no matter whether you fail or you succeed, you can still potentially feel miserable. And that is not healthy. That leaves us in a place of constantly striving and constantly wanting more and never truly feeling fulfilled. But if you understand this new paradigm of failure, which is the flip side of success, then you truly can use both your failures and your successes to not only continue to move towards your outcome more quickly and more efficiently, but to also simultaneously feel fulfilled while you're doing that. And that is really one of the main things that we do in coaching and in the inner circle. We learn how to keep leveling up to the next goal, right? Whether that goal is to lose weight, to improve your overall health, reduce stress, perform optimally in a professional setting or in a specific relationship while simultaneously living a fulfilled life. Now I've mentioned fulfilled multiple times and I wanna triple underline that because it's not just about the result, but it's also about, as I said at the beginning, the journey and feeling good about the day-to-day, the hour-to-hour and the moment-to-moment and learning how to deal with failures to make them meaningful instead of meaningless is a really big part of that. And I'll tell you, in fact, we're doing a training this month uh, on self-leadership and how to practice coaching yourself through urges and the turmoil of life and all that is going on around us and failures. And I've created this simple and easy flowchart, if you will, to use as an approach to failure, to think about failure in a different way. And it helps us to distinguish between 
those fails, things that are outside of us that don't work. And then that, that energy, as I said, of feeling like a failure. So many people have a fear of failure. And that's really why this topic is so important because we don't really understand it. Many of us don't achieve our dreams or the vision of our lives because of that fear of failure. And we were just talking about how one of the reasons people don't set New Year's resolutions is because they're afraid of that failure. And so my question is, what does being afraid of failure mean? And a lot of people haven't even thought about what it means to be afraid of failure or why they keep setting up plans and then they don't follow through. And when I ask specifically, what does it mean to be afraid of failure or why do you think you haven't achieved this result yet? The answer it doesn't always come easily, but I'm now going to show you how to get the answer and how to get to it quickly and how to use failure with intention. Now, before I dive in, I want to give you a little warning. <laughs> this podcast is chock a block full of information. And so before we jump into it, if you are not familiar with the well-beingness model, this might feel a little bit confusing. So I definitely recommend that you go back to the very first podcast and listen. You can also download, there's a free resource there. It's a worksheet around the model and you can use that to follow along. And you know what? I also will include that in the show notes for this podcast as well. So for a quick review of the well-beingness model, is that it is basically the main tool that we use with self-coaching and self-leadership. And it's also known as the X-tier model. And X-tier is an acronym. There are five letters there. The letters stand for X, T, E, A, and R. And the X stands for external circumstances. X marks the spot. It is what it is. It's whatever is going on around you. And the T stands for our thoughts about that circumstance. And then the E stands for emotions. And then the A stands for actions that we take. And then R are the results that we have led ourselves into. And they are in a specific order on purpose. The flow of the model shows us how to self-lead. It shows us the process. And so when we talk about failures and the three levels or layers or areas of failure, we really are focusing in on the tier of the exterior model. The three layers or the areas are right inside there. And not surprisingly, they, those are also the layers of success. So to make the most of this, you have to understand the model. And as I go through this, I would like for you right now to think about a specific result that you would like to achieve. So come up with something that you have always wanted to do, like buy a dream home or write a book on leadership or sell your business or buy one or pick something that you have been trying to do and perhaps you keep quote unquote failing at it. Maybe it's losing weight or getting healthier or spending more time with your family or spending more time on a hobby. The size, if you will, of the result doesn't really matter. I just want you to choose a specific result. And I'm going to give you three questions around that result that you haven't achieved yet <laughs> to help you organize it and really understand the energy around it. And each question basically represents a layer or a kind of failure. And I want you to expect that you can fail in all three areas. One area is not better than another. The idea here is to just be able to see what failure areas you are in and where you want to be where failure happens, where success happens, and to be able to think of failure more objectively and with more curiosity. And as we go through, you'll see 
and experience how you can use failure on purpose and shift the way that you see it and get excited about failing. <laughs> I know that that sounds crazy, but I want you to keep an open mind and I'll show you a way to use failure on purpose and maybe even feel good about it. So the first question to ask yourself is, did I achieve the result? Now this is just about checking a block, right? It's black or white. Did you get the raise or did you not get the raise? Did you get the promotion or did you not get it? Did you publish the blog or did you not? <laughs> did you lose the weight or did you not lose the weight? This is a clear yes or no answer. And it's interesting because this phase of failing reminds me of being in the army. It reminds me of being in training. You either are a pass or a fail. When I was in flight school, when you would take a check ride, you either passed the check ride or you didn't. There was no gray area one way or another. And this is valuable. This is a valuable way to look at failure. It provides a lot of valuable information. And so that's the first question. It's pretty simple. Did you get the result that you're looking for or did you not? If you did not, that is technically a failure. And this information takes us into the next area of failure. And to go there, you answer the question, did I take the planned actions to achieve the result? Meaning, did I do the things that I said that I was going to do? So if we're talking about our well-beingness, did I follow through on my plan? Did I exercise or did I do the yoga that I had planned to do Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Did I eliminate all desserts or was it really like 90% elimination? Did I reduce my alcohol intake or did I increase it or maintain it? Did I meditate? Did I do what I said I was going to do? Professionally, did you follow your action plan? Did you follow all the procedures? Did you call the people that you were going to call? Did you follow your own sales process or strategy? And so when you answer this question, it starts to clarify perhaps the reason why you may or may not have achieved your result. Now, there are a lot of reasons why we don't get the results that we want. There are external factors out there in the environment, and then there are internal factors. And we generally cannot over control the external environment. We can make requests, we can talk about things. And the bottom line is that there are some things that we can control and some that we cannot. The focus here in terms of self leadership and really understanding how we can gain some valuable insights into failure instead of it having power over us, the focus is on the factors that you can control. And I want to just kind of digress here. I was thinking about a, a funny circumstance at West Point, and it was around a required course as a plebe, as a freshman that we would have to take, which was gymnastics. Yeah, that was actually a requirement <laughs> and not one that I particularly loved. And the way that it worked is that you would perform a gymnastic feat, if you will, from a somersault to going over the horse or whatever the thing was that you were required to do, and you would do it in front of an instructor. And it was very easy to just go for a pass. People were not necessarily practicing somersaults or cartwheels or practicing, but what they were doing was hoping that they would get in a line with an instructor who was more likely to pass you. And the funny thing about it is that <laughs> they would score you from zero to five, and zero was a fail, and then one through five was a pass and a level of passing. And if you got a zero, from an instructor, that meant that you failed. And we would joke around and say, well, I did get a zero, but I got a high zero, <laughs> right? Now we know that a zero is just a zero, a low zero, a medium zero, and a high zero. They're all zeros, so they're all failures. And so the question would be, did I go and practice my somersaults 100 times or my rings, or did I just pray that I would get in a line with a good instructor? So Miriam Webster 
their full definition of failure, there's many definitions under there, but one of the full definitions is an omission of occurrence or performance, right? Specifically failing to perform a duty or an expected action, right? So that's all about the action piece. Did you do the thing that you were required to do to get the result? Now, again, notice here that the answer to this question is also like a check box. And when I ask people, did you follow your protocol? There's a lot of, mm, but I did, but I kind of didn't. I did it 90% or, or, you know, I did it or I totally didn't do it. You either did or you did not follow through. Now, this is not meant to be mean. What it is meant to do is to clarify a point of failure. Failure of following through on an action is very different than failure because you followed through and you didn't get the right action. So the second layer of failure is the reason that you didn't get the result. Did you take the right action or did you not take it? And again, we're just doing this with curiosity and understanding it and not beating ourselves up about whether or not we followed through. That has no value. And then that brings us to the final and the most important question. And that is, what do I make the outcome mean? As in, whether or not I achieve the result that I want, whether the outcome is a quote unquote success or quote unquote failure, what do I make that mean? What do I think about the fact that I did or did not achieve my results? What do I think about the fact that I did or did not take my action? Now notice, those are facts. Whether you achieve your result, whether or not you take the action, those are facts. I'm asking, what are you thinking about those? And drum roll, how do those thoughts make you feel? How do those thoughts make me feel? And this is the area that has the most pull over our failures and our successes. This is the failure area that will support us or it will sabotage us in pursuit of our dreams. I want you to think about it. Even if you do achieve the result that you are looking for and you took all the actions that you needed to, by all accounts, that is success, right? But how many times have you achieved that success and still felt awful or felt like a failure. I often hear, yeah, I lost that weight, but I only did it because you were there and I'm not gonna be able to do it again on my own. Or yeah, I totally worked my tail off to get that board position and I did every single thing that I said I was gonna do. I called people, I sent emails, and here I am, I'm on this board and um, holy schmoly, what if they figure out that I'm a fraud and I really don't know what I'm doing? Or look how much work being on this board in this position is going to take. I also hear, do I really want to lose the weight or do I just think that I should? Do I really want to go for that promotion or is it really just a pipe dream? Those questions, especially if you've been asking them for quite a while, can be dream stealers. Those questions can be indicators of a fear of failure or a fear of success. What will happen if you lose a weight? What will happen if you get on the board? What will happen if you are successful? And then on the flip side, if the bottom line for you is that you didn't get the result that you wanted, and you didn't take your right actions, then you can make that mean that you have no discipline or willpower or that you're destined to be at that weight or that pay grade or that level of happiness that you are currently at. And so you can see this is like rowing a boat in circles. It can feel extremely exhausting. No wonder people are like, I don't want to create a New Year's resolution. I don't want to talk about my dreams. I just need to put my nose to the grindstone and get things done. No, no wonder we don't want to look up. So I want you to know that there are basically four pathways that you can take to get to this final question of what are you making it mean? And if we use the example of saving up, let's say $10,000 for your dream vacation, 
that's your end result that you're looking for. So you can achieve success, save up the $10,000, and you also took your right action. You saved a certain amount, you took on extra clients. That's one pathway. You also can achieve your result. You saved up the 10,000, but you didn't take any of your right actions. Maybe you had more money than you realized, or you got a windfall from your grandmother. The third way, let's say that you do not achieve your result. You don't save up the $10,000 and you did take all your right actions, right? But maybe you calculated the numbers wrong or you had to pay extra in taxes, but you still didn't achieve your result. And then that final pathway is you didn't achieve the result and you, and you also didn't take your right actions. Let's say you forgot to set up the auto pay and then you gave up after you know a couple of months. Who really knows? But any reason why you did or did not achieve the result or take the action doesn't mean anything until you answer that last question. What are you making it mean? And you can make any of it mean anything that you want, which I think is a really important thing to know. You can take the best and the most quote unquote successful outcome and make it mean that you are a kick-ass money manager, or you can make it mean that you were just lucky. You can take the fact that you gave up and didn't achieve your result mean that you're never going to be able to go on that vacation because you can't focus and you can't stay organized. Or you can also make it mean that you are a kick-ass money manager who just learned one of the most valuable lessons ever. And now you know that you either need to set aside a certain amount of hours per week or to hire a coach or talk to a financial planner and then you go from there. So this last question can truly unveil your story around failure and your story around success. These layers and areas of failure let us see that it isn't about whether or not you achieve the result or even if you take your right action that keeps us in failure. It's really the meaning making and the story behind the outcome and the story about our action and also the story about other people that keeps us stuck. I'll tell you that there is this really cool definition of sin that I like, and I first heard this at the Unity Church, and the definition is missing the mark. That's their definition of sin, missing the mark. And I believe that when we miss the mark, it means that we are missing this last layer of failure, the one that we don't pay attention to. We miss the mark of understanding what we are believing and what we are telling ourselves, what we think about ourselves and how we define our failures. And when we miss that mark, we basically are deciding to make failure mean something negative about us or negative about the world and we can't change it. And when we do that, we really aren't understanding that embedded in every failure is the opportunity to hit that mark to remember that we are the ones who control the meaning making failure doesn't happen to us. Things happen and then we get to decide what those things mean. We get to use this spectrum of failure and analyze it and begin to see where we can fail with purpose and we can make those failures meaningful instead of meaningless. So I think that's really cool. I don't know if you guys can tell how excited I am about this process, but now I want to share with you the steps to fail with intention or to fail on purpose, to fail with insight. And I'm basically asking you to go through those three questions, those three areas of failures and pre-design to fail on purpose. And what you'll be doing here is simultaneously planning your failures and planning how you're going to make the experience meaningful regardless of the outcome. Now that's a really cool thing to do. It takes a lot of pressure out of the outcome. So all we're gonna do is flip the questions and we'll start right at the top. What is the result 
that you want. And you have to define this. And sometimes people don't want to. I want you to be very specific about what it is that you want. We'll go back to the top of the hour when I asked you, what would you really love to have? What outcome or result? And the reason we need to define it is so that we can say, yes, I achieved it or no, I did not. We need for it to be crystal clear about what that result is that, so that you can get to these other layers of failures. And so then the next question is, well, what are the actions that I get to take to make that result happen? And this is not new to you. You decide ahead of time. You decide exactly what it is that you need to do in order to create those results. You go through a to-do list. You create a priority list. You strategize. And you basically are just going to check off those actions. And I like to ask people to create an action plan for two weeks, to give yourself at least two weeks to go through your actions. Now, the warning here <laughs> is that even as you begin to start planning this, this is where that sneaky little third failure layer starts to seep in. It's going to start to bob into your subconscious. And it sounds like, well, don't bother making the list. You already know what you need to do. Or don't bother making it. You don't have enough time. Don't even strategize this. You've already tried. Or this process is too simple. You already know what you need to do. Don't let those thoughts deter you. Those thoughts come up. You can say, ah, there you are. I was expecting you. Thank you for showing up. I get it. You don't want me to fail. You want me to stay comfortable, but I want you to stick around and watch how I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail differently. And I'm failing differently by answering this next question. What will I make it mean? And the it are those four pathways that you can go through to get to the meaning making. What will I make it mean if I achieve my result and I take action? If I achieve my result and I don't take action, what will I make it mean if I don't achieve my result and I take the right action? Or if I don't achieve my result and I don't take the right action? What will you make each one of those pathways mean? And spend some time thinking about the ways that you can fail and the ways that you can succeed and decide ahead of time what you are going to make those failures and successes mean. Now, before I wrap up, I want to underscore that last part there. So many of you are highly successful. You have achieved so much and there can be this underlying energy of, yeah, yeah, that's okay, but I still have to do this or I have to go on to the next thing or this is not quite enough. And this is a subtle yet extremely powerful way to have achieved success, but to still feel like a failure. If we are feeling like a failure, even though we have succeeded, it means that we haven't paid attention to that third level. And our end goal here is to do both, to level up and to achieve the outcomes that we want to achieve and <laughs> to simultaneously feel fulfilled throughout the journey and when we achieve the outcome. And a great way to do that is by making your failures and your successes mean something that is fulfilling and meaningful and not meaningless. Failure happens in all three of those areas. You're going to get the results. You're not going to get the results. You're going to take the right action. You're not going to take the right action. You're going to make those failures mean something that is going to create meaningful experiences or meaningless experiences. And that third layer there is the most important layer of all. So as you plan to fail on purpose, with purpose and with insight, know that you're going to fail in all three of those places. And now that you understand those places and the questions to help you figure out where you are, then you can change your failure or you can change 
what you decide is failure. And I have to tell you that this is a work in progress. This takes a lot of practice. I love organizing these concepts into simple frameworks so that you can take them away and use them immediately. But I don't want you to think that because they're simple, that means that they are easy. As you level up and come up with newer outcomes and bigger and better goals than the ones before, this practice just repeats itself over and over again. And so I want you to know that I am here to support you. If I can support you in any way, please do not hesitate. And we are opening the doors to our next Healthy Leader Immersion Program starting at the end of this month. And this is where you can get coaching with me and support from other leaders in a small group and intimate setting. And so you can learn more about that at thewellness.coach slash immersion. I'm going to say that again, thewellness.coach, not .com, slash immersion. And if you're even slightly interested in the immersion program, I don't want you to hesitate. Go check it out right now. As I said, it's an opportunity to coach with me directly with just a small cohort, and the results are pretty amazing, and it fills up pretty quickly. And um, you will definitely have support in failing with intention, and it is a great way to start up the year. So here is to creating a healthy and happy new year full of meaningful failures. Take care, you guys, and I'll see you soon. Hey there, if you are ready to take your well-beingness to the next level, come visit thewellness.coach where I've got lots of free resources. And make sure that you type in thewellness.coach, not .com, and I will see you there.